signaling, temper tantrum, and the best worst video you will see all week. It's all straight ahead on the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. So there's some really good news. If you didn't get around to it before Christmas, no worries. You still have the opportunity to take advantage of one of the best sales around. Our friends at Chamonix have extended the GenuCell Christmas and holiday season sale so you can ring in the new year the right way. Looking younger and feeling great about your appearance? Right now, GenuCell's most popular package is 60% off at GenuCell.com. You can treat yourself and a loved one to the absolute best skincare in the world. See those droopy eyelids, forehead wrinkles, pesky bags and puffiness, and yes, even a sagging jawline disappear right before your eyes with GenuCell's Classic Collection. With its immediate effects, you'll see results in less than 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. Order now and get your complimentary spa package absolutely free at checkout. You get Chamonix's world-class microdermabrasion treatment and cleanser and toner. It's a great gift. Visit GenuCell.com and enter the promo code BEC35 for an additional 35 bucks off. Every order today is in Instantly upgraded to free express shipping. GenuCell.com. The code is Beck35. It is the Glenn Beck program. Jeff Katz, so happy to be sitting in for Glenn today. I normally heard on News Radio WRBA in Central Virginia. So I am looking at a video. I go to theblaze.com. I do it every morning. I do it in the midday. I do it late in the afternoon. Love theblaze.com. And I see this video of a woman who is, well, let's just say she's a little upset. Maybe she's a little more than a little upset. She's crazy. She's bat crap crazy. And she's yelling at a guy. Okay, so now every married man in America is thinking to themselves, Jeff, look, it's just like it's 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 a day that ends in Y at my house. I get it. You know, my wife is angry. I did something stupid. I will apologize because, you know, I'd like to live in the same house and sleep in the same bed. No, 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 no. It's not, uh, it's not a snippet into your life or my life. This is on board an airplane. And if you haven't seen the video yet, again, go to theblaze.com. You're going to see a woman who is now, uh, I believe, a guest of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, a guest of the Department of Justice, uh, who has been asked a couple of questions. She's on board an airline flight. She's yelling at a guy. Okay, so now I'm looking at it going, all right, so maybe he did something. Maybe she was sitting next to him and and... Maybe maybe he said something to her, or maybe he accidentally touched her, or maybe he intentionally touched her, and she's just outraged. Now, if any of those things were the case, I'd kind of be on her side, right? I mean, and this is this is the sad, the uh, strange thing, the sad thing. Immediately, I'm thinking, oh yeah, he did something, and then I'm I'm looking a little bit further, and as I'm watching the video unfold, I'm realizing, okay, so she's standing up, she's not sitting next to him. He's sitting down, he's, he's trying to eat what, whatever it is that he's trying to eat on board this flight. And this woman is screaming at him, put your blanking mask on. And then I realize, oh, <laughs> it's one of those people. My, uh, my list of those folks has grown with the uh, COVID 
situation, right? We now have a whole slew of amateur epidemiologists or epidemiologists or uh, infectious disease experts. Everybody now knows everything. And the folks who are the smartest, of course, are the folks who are wearing masks, even when they're not really wearing masks. So I'm looking at this woman. Now, now understand something. And if you, again, if you haven't seen the video, would you please go to theblaze.com and you can see it. She has a mask, but <laughs> it's not covering her face. It's not covering her mouth, not covering her nose. She's wearing it like a chin strap. Like she's trying to keep some giant hat on her head. And uh, she screams again and again and again, put your blanket mask on, put your blanket mask on. And he says, uh, I'm eating. Now, he's relatively calm. He's hungry, apparently. (laughs) I'm eating. Then she starts challenging him to a fight. And now I'm thinking to myself, okay, she's drunk, right? She's got to be blitzed. There's no normal human being. There's no rational person who's going to stand there, yell at a guy, challenge him to a fight. And then I'm, I'm going further. And I'm realizing she's not drunk. She's not even stupid. She's empowered. Oh, she is. She's empowered. She's enabled. She's emboldened by folks like Anthony Fauci. She's emboldened by folks like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. She's emboldened because she is part of the uber left crowd that says, I know better than you do. Now, she continues to yell at him. He says to her, quote, sit down, Karen Now, I'm not crazy about the Karen stuff because I I think it's overused. But nonetheless, you understand what he's saying. Then you've got the the flight attendants coming up trying to tell her, look, you got to sit down. You got to cut this out. She's the one who's causing the ruckus. And she keeps yelling at him. And then she's yelling at the flight attendants that they have to force him to put his mask on. Did I mention to you she's not wearing her mask properly? Did I mention to you that she's wearing her mask like a chin strap? Then he, she punches him. And then everybody realizes, oh, <laughs> she's going to jail. As soon as the flight lands in Atlanta, that's it. She's going to jail. But wait, there's more, as Ron Popeil used to say. But wait, there's more. She keeps screaming at him, and then she spits at him. So what do we do now? Well, she's escorted off the plane when it lands in Atlanta. FBI now takes over the investigation. She also scratched him. So what happens? No, seriously, what happens to her? Well, she'll be charged, I hope, with some sort of a crime. I hope that she will be charged to the maximum extent of the law, and I hope that she's prosecuted, I hope that she's convicted, and quite frankly, I hope she goes to prison. I don't know that I ordinarily say stuff like that. I really don't. I mean, I look at bad people in the world, and, and you know, I sit here as an ex-cop, and I'm thinking, well, everybody's got something going on. But I want bad people arrested, and I want them prosecuted, and I want them convicted, and I want them to go to prison. And I look at this lady, and I'm thinking, yeah. But it is bigger than her. It's every one of the virtue signaling folks in the world right now. I actually know just a little bit about these masks, right? I'm not an expert. I I don't want everybody to think I'm an expert, 
But I trained as an EMT a thousand years ago. I grew up in a home. My mom was a nurse for 30 years on a med surge floor. Man, we we had masks and rubber gloves everywhere in the house. And I beat everybody to the, you know, I'd like some Purell on my desk parade. Because I always had two jars of Purell on my desk. And it's not that I'm a germaphobe. It's just that I don't like germs. And I realize, my gosh, human beings, <laughs> we've got more germs than we know what to do with. So I do actually know one or two little things about the masks. Most effective, N95, made here in the United States. Certain standards that have to be observed to qualify as the N95 mask. That's like the gold standard. That's actually what I have. And I've had for years. Then there's the KN95, right? That's the, uh, that's the Chinese knockoff. Second best to the N95. And then after that, man, it's everything else. It's the surgical masks that we see everywhere now. And you know what's down at the very bottom of this? The cloth masks. Because for a lot of people who just want to remind you, they're smarter than you are. Because, I mean, after all, they're leftists. And they know better than you do. And they know how you should behave. They're the ones who have embraced the mask as kind of a fashion accessory. So the cloth masks, I look at people wearing these cloth masks, and I'm thinking, I know what you had for lunch. I can see a ketchup stain. There's a mustard stain. You might as well just be wearing a napkin strapped across your face. And then there are people like this brain surgeon on the plane who are wearing the mask under their chin. And you think, huh, are you really that stupid? Or, or... Are you so unbelievably smart because you qualify under the political list? And it is the second, by the way. So while we watch this play out, my friends, you and I are continually sitting back and saying, well, I don't know, I'm taking precautions for myself. I don't know if I'm on board with all of the hysteria, but I'll tell you what I'm not doing. I don't take my medical advice from Jenny McCarthy. I'm not anti-vaccine. I've got uh, my my Moderna shots, and I just got my booster shot. So, yeah, I, I believe in that. I made that decision for me. You know, my body, my choice. You remember that was all the rage for a while. My doctor and I sat down, said, hey, well, here's what the risks are from this, and here's what the risks are from that. And I respect his opinion. And then I have a whole slew of people I know who happen to be doctors. And I respect their opinion. Hey, should I? Shouldn't I? So I made the decision for myself. What I would never do, it would never occur to me to engage in this sort of infantile behavior. But this woman is simply the latest. She's the poster child for the latest. She knows better than you do. And she's going to tell you all about it. All right. We got a whole bunch of stuff that you and I are going to have to cover. By the way, Alec Baldwin also has a video out for Christmas. It is as demented and delusional as he is talking about all of the the letters and the emails and the cards he's received offering him support. Oh, he's hard face. He's got like a little tear. And I thought to myself, now, did your wife, Hilarious, get involved in this? Did she, you know, like, produce the video? Is she standing off to the side? Or 
or not. So we'll, we'll, we'll address that. And what exactly is the crisis on the border and the latest insult for the Biden White House? Victor Avila is going to be with us uh, in just a few moments. Victor is a retired Homeland Security special agent, still lives on the border, sees what happens on the border every single day. And Joe Biden agrees with the let's go Brandon sentiment, or so it seems. We'll tackle that next. It is Jeff Katz. So happy to be sitting in for my friend Glenn Beck today. It is the Glenn Beck program. You've heard me talking about MyPillow for years and how it's changed the way I sleep. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, fitted me personally for my own MyPillow because I told him, I said, I don't think I really like him. And he said, wait, I think you have the wrong one. Got me the king size pillow. It has changed the way I sleep. It will not go flat. You can wash and dry it constantly and it stays the same amazing shape. You fluff it once before you go to sleep and it's that way. Best of all, it's made right here. So you don't have to worry about, are they going to be MyPillows on the... The shelves. Along with the lowest price offer, Mike is also extending his money back guarantee trial until March 1st of next year, so it makes a great Christmas gift. You can get the standard MyPillow for $19.98, originally $69.98, a $50 savings, and the king size pillow is $10 more. Go and see all their rotating discounts, over 150 MyPillow products. Enter the promo code BECK, 800 966 3117. It's MyPillow.com, promo code BECK. It is Glenn Beck program. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Glenn today. I mentioned the uh, Let's Go Brandon tagline. This is wonderful. Now, the the other evening, there's a father. Somehow he's called in or his son or daughter is called into the NORAD Santa Tracker. And I love the NORAD Santa Tracker. When my kids were younger, we used to uh, get logged into that all the time and we would watch Santa's progress around the world. It was really super cool. And even though my, my kids have aged out of that... I haven't. You know, it's that weird thing that happens, right? You're a kid and you're you're involved in well, Santa, right? And, and then you you get to a certain age. I I don't do, I, I'm not doing Santa. That's ridiculous. And then you get to another age where you go. <laughs> I love Santa. I do love Santa. And before everybody gets upset, Jeff, aren't you Jewish? I am Jewish, and I I still love Santa. Santa's for everybody, in my opinion. Santa's just representative of everything that can and should be right in the world. Really is. Santa, despite his his very poor treatment of the elves and the reindeer. And I'm still torqued, by the way, about the Rudolph special. Look, I love every one of the Christmas specials, right? And again, I'm at that age. Even though my kids have aged out of it, I watch them all. Heidi and I will sit and watch them. And then we've got our list of, of Christmas movies. And by the way, I heard Glenn and Pat and Stu right before they, they went on vacation talking about Die Hard. And I was sitting there thinking, man, I want to get in on this. And then I realized I'd never seen Die Hard. It's true, right? It's been out for 33 years. Could happen at any day. So Heidi and I, the other night, we've, we've wrapped up uh, Christmas Story. 
right? Have to watch that. It's on 24 hours uh, on Christmas Day. You can't possibly miss it. So we watch that. I love it. Reminds me of just how brilliant Gene Shepard was. And then we watched It's a Wonderful Life. It was also on this year, 24 hours. And so you couldn't possibly miss that. Absolutely love It's a Wonderful Life. And then I said to Heidi, look, we've got to watch Die Hard. No, we really do. We've got to watch Die Hard. This is the big discussion. Everybody's in on this. Is it a Christmas movie? Is it not a Christmas movie? This is the movie that both of my sons have seen. And uh, they are both of the opinion, by the way, that it is not a Christmas movie. And their, their logic, their argument is this. Christmas is not an integral part of the film. That the story could have happened at any time. All it had to be was a party for that company. It didn't have to be a Christmas party. So I said, all right, we, we got to watch this. So we, we turn it on and we get, I don't know, 10 minutes into it, 15 minutes into it. And we both look at each other and we kind of shrug our shoulders. It was weird. And I said to Heidi, I said, are we going to watch this? I don't know, it's really, the pacing is very 1980s, and it's just, you know, it's not great. Now, I know there have been like a thousand sequels, right? Die Hard, part 897, Bruce Willis gets fitted for uh, arch supports, whatever it is, I don't know. And she said, I don't know, do we really want to? I said, I do, I absolutely positively want to, but we didn't finish it, so we're working on it. But I said, I believe in Santa, right? And you get to that point of that. You do. You get to that age where you sort of age out of Santa and then you age back in. And then you get to a point, like for me, where I'm thinking, man, I just love the whole thing that Santa represents, right? People are nice. People are good. They want to help other people. And I like that. So part of this is watching the NORAD tracker for Santa. So Heidi and I were logged on. We were watching it here and there. And then you could apparently call in. Well, we don't have little kids. We didn't call in. But there is a father who calls in, actually gets to speak with Joe Biden and uh, Dr. Jill Biden. And and we have a little snippet here. He he sort of winds things up and, you know, talks about let's go, Brandon. And uh, then Joe Biden agrees. Can we uh, can we hear that little clip? Yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas as well. Uh, Merry thank Christmas. You. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. <laughs> well, so do I, Mr. President. It's not often that I find myself in agreement with Joe Biden, but I, I do kind of agree with that. So I'm so torn on this one, right? Because there's a part of me going, yes, score one for the good guys. And then I realized that guy, oh, that could have been me. Oh, absolutely. I could have and would have said something like that. And then you know what would have happened. Heidi would have been throwing stuff at me. And every husband in America knows right now that their wife, your wife, would have been outraged had you done that. So this guy now is making the like the apology rounds, every media outlet that he can reach out to going, hey, hey, listen, I just want you to know, uh, I just I just thought it was funny, you know, I, and, and I, uh, I'm not a big Biden supporter, but I don't hate Biden, and, and I just want you to know, and you know as well as I do that it's his wife who has forced him to do that. But there's another little part of this, right? Joe Biden says, well, yeah, Brandon, I agree. 
Folks go, well, he doesn't even know what it means. Isn't that part of the story, though? He doesn't know what it means because he's so removed from the world. He has no clue. And the legacy media types, oh my gosh, they're in meltdown. Why, that's a vulgar slur. The very same people who spent four years attacking, demeaning, insulting anyone and everyone who was connected to President Trump. All of a sudden, my, my, they're, they're just outraged. Why, this is appalling. It's, it's vulgar. Yeah. But it's also born from frustration on the part of real people. You and I get up every day and we see the gasoline has doubled in price. And you know what happens? You think to yourself, let's go, Brandon. You go to the supermarket and they're out of half and half. And you think to yourself, yeah, thanks a lot, Brandon. You want to get a gift for your kids. It's out of stock. You're thinking the same thing. What's really happening on the border thanks to Brandon? We're going to talk about that just a couple of minutes from now. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Glenn today. It is the Glenn Beck Program. Life is about being active. Whether it's about going on your daily tasks or exercising, you know you're well when you're regularly active. But what happens when being active actually hurts by the end of the day? This is the position I found myself in a number of years ago. Everything I wanted to do in my daily life, all of the activity it called for was held captive to almost constant nagging pain. When I heard about Relief Factor, I was skeptical, but my wife said, give it a chance. Not long after I took it, I could feel the pain begin to melt away, and I've been taking it ever since. And I can tell you that Relief Factor has helped me get my life back. I love that it's not a drug, but it was developed by doctors, and about 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Your first step to becoming pain-free just might be ordering a three-week quick start for only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com. Or call 800-4-RELIEF, 800-4-RELIEF, or relieffactor.com. Find out all about this offer and feel the difference. Doing our part to keep free speech alive. There's much more after the break on the Glenn Beck Program. It is Glenn Beck program. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Glenn today. Want to remind you, if you want to uh, get in touch, you can always look for The Jeff Katz Show on Facebook. I've got all the stuff posted over there and the video we were referencing talking about uh, the the crazy lady on board the plane. Of course, you can find it at theblaze.com and all of Glenn's wonderful writings and activities, glennbeck.com. Now, every once in a while, I come across a story. And I think to myself, I've just got to share this with people. I've got, to, I've got to let people know. I happen to be very concerned with what happens on our border, right? I, I, I got three kids. I'd like to preserve the United States of America. I'd like to pass on to them a, a country, a nation. And so I look at the, the surge across our southern border, and I see numbers. I see numbers like 600,000 folks entering the country illegally and nobody is tested for for covid now, i thought that was the biggest threat to all of us right i mean we're not going to be able to work we're, we can't go to the movies we can't do this covid 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 but the biden team seems to think that six hundred thousand illegal aliens 
not tested for COVID and then released into the United States. That's a brilliant idea. That's the size of the city of Boston. It's it's the entire population of Vermont. It's insane. I mentioned the stories. That's that's a story we need to know about. There's another story we need to know about. And that's what happens to the, the brave men and women who are trying to protect us. Victor Avila is a retired supervisory special agent from Homeland Security and ICE, and he has just an, an amazing story and has a great book out. It's called Agent Under Fire. And I'm, I'm just so happy to say that uh, Victor is joining us. Victor, thanks for being part of the Glenn Beck program. Great to be with you, Jeff. Thank you for having me. I want you, if you don't mind, uh, just set the scene. I, I, I've mentioned the book, Agent Under Fire. This is where most of us first become familiar with you. Uh, tell us the story, and, and then I'm going to need you to bring us up to speed on this insult from the Biden White House, okay? Absolutely, Jeff. Um, you know, 10 years ago, uh, as a, a special agent with ICE, I was serving in Mexico and uh, my partner, Special Agent Jaime Zapata, and I were ambushed by a vicious uh, Mexican uh, cartel, Los Zetas, as we were on a, uh, an official assignment. We were ambushed and shot at over 100 rounds on Highway 57, which is the main corridor between Mexico uh, City and Texas. And uh, this is the reason why I wrote this book, Agent Under Fire. And under during that ambush, uh, Special Agent Jaime Zapata tragically lost his life in the line of duty. I was shot three times and uh, survived by the grace of God. And that's the reason why I wrote this book. uh, It's unfortunate that many people still, uh, 10 years later, do not know that we have lost an agent in the line of fire protecting our homeland. And uh, this is what uh, I, I, I do now is try to bring awareness, as you know, of what is happening at the chaos at our border. It's it's beyond a crisis, and uh, let me tell you the latest. It is uh, it is nonstop. It's continuous. We have a lot of individuals coming from many, many different countries, but not just the uh, what people might think. Well, the migrant workers, or they want to come and do a better life. This is not exactly a lot of the people that we're seeing. We're seeing a lot of criminal elements at our southern border. A lot of prior deports. These are people that have been convicted of serious crimes in our country that are illegal. Uh, Sex crimes, violent crimes, drug crimes that have been deported. They're all coming right back. Plus the new criminal elements, gang members, cartel members, uh, terrorists that are coming from special interest countries coming in through our southern border. This is a national security issue and a public safety issue. And um, it continues to, to, to be a, the number one issue. And that's the reason why uh, I'm running for this office of Texas Land Commissioner. Now, I, I, I want to talk about that because, you know, I, I'm in Virginia. We elect three people statewide and there are states, Florida, Texas. It seems to me you elect a lot of people. So I don't even understand what the land commissioner is. Do they give you land, Victor? I mean, what exactly is the uh, uh, what is what 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 does that position do? The number one issue right now is uh, try to secure the border using our public state lands that touch that border between Texas and Mexico. And let me oh. tell you, no one uh, running this office is as battle-tested as I am and knows on the ground how it is to finally secure this border. And that's the reason why I'm doing it. 
um, I will use these lands. Some of this, uh, some of these uh, lands have started to use, and you might have uh, read that our governor has popped up a, a, a small section of a wall. Um, but I, I, I need to bring further information into what we, um, uh, how we place that wall, where we place it, and these vulnerable entry points. Because it's uh-huh. not just the wall; it's infrastructure, it's uh, technology. And we must work closely with our private landowners as well, the ranchers, which I continue to be uh, on my trips down to the border, talk to them personally. Uh, They're fed up with the illegal activity. And as you know, Jeff, it's not just Texas that's being affected, but the rest of the country. Every state is becoming a border state. Victor Avila is joining us. Victor was a uh, special agent with uh, Homeland Security, retired as a, a supervisory special agent. His book is called Agent Under Fire. Uh, he and his partner, Jaime Zapata, were, uh, were, were dealing with one of the uh, Mexican cartels. Jaime lost his life uh, during a, a, a brutal, brutal exchange of uh, gunfire. And, uh, Victor, this is, the, this is the thing that I just want people to hear. It's not just what's going on at the border, but you spent a lot of time trying to get justice for Jaime and there was legislation and and, and then it seems to me it all kind of came to fruition but then you got like this giant I don't know crazy salute from the White House right absolutely um you know uh two years ago the the shooters were brought over were extradited and charged and uh and sentenced to uh two consecutive life sentences but two years ago they appealed that sentence and to the DC Circuit Court of Appeals which granted the, their appeal saying that the murder statute used against them was invalid because the murder happened extraterritorially meaning happened outside outside of the United States and two years ago Jeff I could not sit here and do nothing about this and so uh, as I've done in my career, as I will do as a land commissioner, is continue to fight. And I did that. And I got on the phone with our with our legislators, with our senators and congressmen. And I always mention the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association, who were extremely helpful in helping uh, pass this bill. We drafted mm-hmm. a brand new bill, the Jaime Zapata and Victor Avila Federal Officer and Employee Protection Act. And it was passed and signed, uh, you know, it's kind of weird how this happens, but it was signed by Biden just last month. And uh, very proud of that accomplishment because now it protects our officers that serve and the family members abroad uh, protecting our homeland. Wow. So I hear that and I'm thinking to myself, well, uh, it's going to be a cool event for Victor, right? They're probably going to fly into the White House. You're going to stand next to the president. Uh, you'll get one of the pens used to sign that that legislation, making it law, because that's what they do with all of these bills. But did your invitation kind of get lost in the mail or something? Well, it never came. I, I was waiting. <laughs> I was on standby, literally on standby to get the call from the White House. Senator Cornyn's office had sent all the information in, not just mine, but the Zapata family as well, and literally was waiting until, but the call that I got was from someone else saying, by the way, uh, the signing ceremony is tomorrow at the White House. And the invitation never came. And let me tell you, that was very disappointing. Once I uh, got, it it opened old wounds, you know, um, all all this happened from the, the Biden Obama administration with Fast and Furious, the guns used against us, 
And it just kind of reminded me that the government didn't want me back. And it hurts. It hurts. And uh, it, it really uh, helped to, um, it, to remind us that, okay, we know where this administration stands with law enforcement. But you know what? I had to focus on the positive, saying they're not going to invite us. They had this big show, Jeff, big show mm-hmm. there. But the people that must should have been there, at least the Zapata family and myself, were not present and uh, were not invited. That's it's appalling, Victor. I I thank you always for making time for us. I, I I wish you the best with everything you're doing. God willing, we'll get the chance to uh, talk again. I want to remind everybody about some websites. VictorAbilaTX.com is one of Victor's websites, and the other one, AgentUnderFireBook.com. You can learn all about Victor. You can learn all about Jaime Zapata. You can learn well. You can learn more, frankly, than you probably want to know. But it's important that you do. No. Jeff Katz, so happy to be sitting in for Glenn Beck today. It is the Glenn Beck Program. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. The battle for our generation is taking place right now in the minds and the hearts of our children and our grandchildren. Today, millions of kids are having their ideologies shaped by these soulless machines of both Hollywood and and our own public schools. From the lessons they're taught to the books they're told to read, our kids are caught in a thick swamp of bad ideas. What do you say? It's time we do something about it. The best way I know how to combat bad ideas is to promote good ones. And you don't get a better example of that for kids than in the Tuttle Twins books. The Tuttle Twins books are an exploration of all things that make us freer, more perfect. They teach an accurate history of the United States, and they explain how things like free markets and limited government work. And they will arm your children and grandchildren with true ideals they'll need to help turn our country back around. So I want you to go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com, get 35% off now. They'll even throw in all their activity workbooks for free. Buy them for your kids and your grandkids at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get 35% off today. It is Glenn Beck program. Jeff Katz, so happy to be sitting in for Glenn today. I think Facebook may be doing the same thing that Twitter has done over the years. I've told you my Twitter stories, right? I I look at the numbers, and I've given up. I really have. I've just totally given up on Twitter at this point. Although, if you want to torque the people at Twitter, by all means, you can follow Jeff Cat show over there. But, you know, one day I get up, I've got, I don't know, 25, 30,000 followers, which for me, you know, little guy, Central Virginia, what's, I think that's great. And then one day I get up, and it's down to five. Huh. Did I really anger 29,000 people? Now, now. Make no mistake, it's a distinct possibility. Oh, I absolutely have the ability to do that, but I just don't think it happened. And so it goes back and forth and back and forth. And so finally now for Twitter, it's at this one number. And I, like that's it. doesn't matter how many people sign up. Um, and every time uh, I'm so fortunate to sit in for Glenn, and we've got a whole bunch of people that, that follow on Twitter, and the number goes up, and then an hour later, they're all gone. So I've kind of given up on that. But Facebook, I think, is doing the same thing. So I'd really love to torque the people at Facebook. So if you go to Facebook, would you follow or like whichever one is appropriate? The Jeff Cat Show on Facebook. I just want to see. It's like a just a little experiment here. The Jeff Cat Show on Facebook. And that's the problem, by the way, with all the legacy social media folks. I mean, it really is. They, they are controlling what it is that you and I are able to say. You hear Glenn talk about this all the time. Right. The, the great reset. Man, it is real. 
And when you and I lose the ability to communicate, when you and I lose the ability to just stand up and say, hey, I don't agree with this, or I do agree with this, we really are in a world of hurt. And and that's going to be very dangerous. No, not going to be. It is very dangerous. Can I give you a little snippet of something else that I think ties into this that's very dangerous? Remember Kamala Harris? She's the um, vice president of the United States, right? Most famous at this point, I think, because not of her accomplishments, because let's be honest, there really are no accomplishments, but just the way she dismisses every question so there's there's there, there was a, i guess like a little puff piece that they were doing on kamala harris <clears throat> excuse me and the, and the reporter says something like hey so so what is your 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 biggest regret what's your biggest worry take a listen to this what do you think as you come to the end of this first year what do you mm-hmm. think your biggest failure has been at this point <laughs> to not get out of dc more <laughs> <laughs> i mean <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I'm melting. <laughs> That's it. It's the cackle, right? That's the part. I swear to you that everybody just she she laughs in this dismissive, condescending tone, and it just I don't know. It reminds me of most of our left wing pals in America, right? Condescending, dismissive, insulting. Now, unless I've missed something, there's nothing keeping the vice president of the United States from getting out of D.C. more. There's certainly nothing keeping her from going to the border. Didn't we hear she was in charge of the border? Wasn't that supposed to be her responsibility? I haven't seen any images of her down there. I were just chatting with Victor Avila, who is on the border in Texas. If the vice president wants his number... I'll pass it along. I really will. I'll be happy to pass it along. He could give her a great guided tour. The other day, when I was fortunate enough to be sitting in for Glenn, who'd we have join us? Mark Morgan. Really cool dude. I mean, really, really a cool guy. Morgan was the uh, chief of the United States Border Patrol under President Obama, the commissioner of Customs and Border Protection for President Trump. So nobody can accuse him of being part of the vast right-wing conspiracy. He's just an honest, straight shooter. And he said, listen, this is outrageous what's going on. So when the vice president, Kamala Harris, laughed, I should have gotten out of D.C. more. Yeah, there are a lot of us that wish you would get out of D.C. I mean, but you got three more years to go. I get it. And then I'm thinking former President Trump rides to the rescue again and kind of saves us from the disaster that we're watching unfold. Speaking of disasters, Christmas shortages, they were real. It's Jeff Katz sitting in today for Glenn. It is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
program. I don't care whether you call it supply chain issues, kinks in the supply chain, or let's go Brandon Unchained. We're starting to look like a third world country. We'll talk about it straight ahead. It's the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. Happy holidays from the Fed. They just gave us some, well, somewhat truthful reading about inflation for the first time this year. What a way to wrap up the year, right? Consumer prices and inflation have surged to a 39-year high. It's the fastest pace in nearly four decades. Energy prices up 34%. And you know how fast food costs are rising. We all feel it. On top of that, Biden is now trying to throw another $1.7 trillion into their social and climate plan, which could potentially accelerate rate inflation even more. At this point, it's just a matter of when and how bad. The U.S. dollar is in extreme peril. Gold and silver are a time-tested and conservative hedge against insanity, unrest, and potential hyperinflation. Call Goldline today. Ask how precious metals can protect what you've worked so hard to earn. Ask Goldline about their special Christmas offers and a very special bonus for listeners of my program. Be proactive. Call today. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Jeff Katz in this morning for Glenn. It is the Glenn Beck program. I am part of the lineup at News Radio WRVA in Central Virginia. I sit here as I do every day. I remind you, beautiful Hanover County. God, I look out my window here, the official weather window that's here in the broadcast hut, and I'm seeing trees and grass and flowers. Yeah, that's my, I really just don't quite get that you're an atheist window. Seriously, because I look out there and I go, ah, yeah, it just all sort of happened, right? Now, I don't buy it. Now, I'll tell you something else that didn't just happen. It's the screw-ups that you and I are seeing when we go into stores or, or online. Now, I am not the most advanced person when it comes to the interwebs. I'm not a Luddite. Look, I don't sit here with a piece of slate going, man, if I could just hammer a number. No. I'm I'm fairly adept at it, but there are limitations that I have. So, like, social media stuff. Last week, we were uh, talking with a a young man, PJ Morrissey. Uh, PJ happens to be the guy who does all my social media. He's the guy who was telling the story of his his beautiful sister, Emily, and her bracelets, emilysbracelets.com, that whole deal, you remember. So, anyway, PJ kind of keeps me up to speed on that sort of stuff. So... I've got a dilemma that I have to actually reach out to him for, and I'm hoping he'll be able to solve it. My youngest guy is 17, and and, and Joe is, I swear to you, a good kid, wants everybody to be happy. He's a pleaser. Now, I, I do worry about that sometimes. Because I think eh, there's some bad people in the world, kid, and I don't want you hooked up with them trying to please them or make them happy. But we asked both of the boys, what do you want for the holidays? Now, see, we we do both, right? I'm Jewish. We do Hanukkah. Heidi, we've raised all the kids Jewish, but, you know, Heidi uh, grew up. Catholic and still does this beautiful uh, Christmas display at the house. It's a little bit like, I don't know, if, uh, if, if, if Martha Stewart vomited. I mean, because I'm telling you, there's tinsel and lights and trees and elves and it's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. 
So we said to the boys, listen, what do you want? Right? When they were younger, it was so easy. Cars, trucks, trains, we're done. Now, it's like, I just don't know. I, what? What do you want? Please tell me what you want. So we got them a, a gaming system, a new gaming system. And Heidi tracked it down, the PS5. And then she told me how much it cost. And, well, <clears throat> after I, I stopped cursing and crying and shouting and ripping pieces of my clothing, I said, okay. So that's the big gift, right? I mean, that, that's it. Yeah, yeah, it's for both of them. Okay. And then she came back with, but you know, we, we do have to do a couple of smaller gifts. All right. Now, what I did, because <laughs> I'm me, I went to the home goods store. It's like TJ Maxx, but for home goods. And Heidi and I were over there, and we were there, I guess it was last week. And since Hanukkah is over, my oldest boy was not home for Hanukkah. He was out at uh, college. Did I mention he goes to Stanford? I try to work that into every conversation because I I can't even take a tour of Stanford. But he's there and he's a sophomore and he's doing well in the 4.2 GPA and the whole Megillah. But we went to the store and Heidi was sure there was stuff we needed there. And being a good husband, I went, okay. So... They had all their Hanukkah stuff on closeout. It was clearance because, you know, Hanukkah was a couple of weeks ago. And I, yes, score for me. So I stocked up on some of the Hanukkah stuff and they had some really great like Hanukkah candy. And I thought, well, there you go. There's nothing more Jeff Katz than buying the Hanukkah candy while it's on closeout and then giving it to the boys and going, hey, happy Hanukkah. But there were a few other things we were supposed to get. And, and this is where I get back to the interwebs. Joe gave me a couple of links for T-shirts. Now, they're T-shirts related to certain games that he enjoys online. And I said, OK, well, you know, that's that's fair. Let me uh, let me do that. It didn't seem like it was going to be a big deal. A couple of T-shirts. I don't know, 10, 15, 20 dollars a shirt. I'm thinking that'll be fine. So. I go to the sites and I, I just figure I know his size. Uh, I, I, I know what color he wants. It could not have been easier, except none of the shirts were available. Why? Why? Brandon, that's why. Because Joe Biden has screwed up my country so badly in the 12 months that he's been inside the Oval Office. I couldn't even get these T-shirts online for Joe. Supply chain issues, don't you know? Delays, don't you know? Problems with delivery, don't you know? Two flippin' t-shirts. Now, these t-shirts, by the way, I guarantee you are sitting somewhere off the coast of Long Beach in a giant container. And I don't care how many truck drivers Joe Biden says he's going to get to drive at night. We're not getting these t-shirts anytime soon. So why do I talk about the Internet and why am I going to reach out to uh, to my buddy PJ? Because he's got to track down these T-shirts somewhere else. That's why. Because he's got to find me someplace else that has them. And I'm thinking there's not going to be any place else that has them. This is real. I never thought I would live in a country 
where I would go into a store, I mean, a brick and mortar store, a physical store and, and see shelves that were empty. But that, that's the reality in 2021. In less than a year, this guy has broken my country. And it just pains me to, to, to my very core. This is wrong on every single level. And I, I honestly, I'm, I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss as to what we do. I, I mean, I know coming up in, in November, we vote. We vote all of these buffoons out of Congress. I get that. We kind of get somebody, some people up there to pump the brakes so that this build back better garbage doesn't go any further so that these ridiculous new laws that Biden wants to impose. They didn't even know what they are. He really does. And he's, I think he's clueless. I mean, it's all the people on the signs that are pulling his strings. He looks lifelike. I get it. 79 years old, but he's he's like the presidential meat puppet. They just move him. They pose him. It's it's like weekended Bidens, for God's sakes. Here, you'll sit over here. Read the, what's on the teleprompter. Okay. Right to the very end where it says, uh, stand up, walk to the left. And he reads it. Now, I didn't have any problem with gifts, by the way. You know why? Because I told Heidi, I said, look, here's what I want you to do. I want you to give me things I already have. What? Yeah, seriously. No, no, no. No, there's a discount code. She's always got a discount code. And she, she's got a discount code and she's got Kohl's cash. And Kohl's, man, Kohl's is a little bit like the crack dealer. It really is. Because what Kohl's will do, oh, they give you a discount and then you spend so much money, then you get, quote, Kohl's cash. But you can only spend Kohl's cash at Kohl's. And you can only spend it in a certain amount of time. And Lord knows Heidi can never bring it in under budget with the Kohl's cash. So Kohl's always winds up ahead. It's like, you know, it's like going into a casino. The house always wins. So I said, look, I just, no, no, I'm getting you a new Stanford sweatshirt. And I said, you know, for what we pay Stanford, they should just send us sweatshirts and baseball caps and underwear and jock straps and earmuffs and toe warmers. They should send us. So I said, no, don't do that. I said, here's what I want you to do. And you know what I did? I said, you see these boots? A couple of months ago, I broke down. I bought myself a pair of uh, Harley Davidson boots. Now, I don't have a Harley, and I'm never going to ride a Harley. And I mean, I'm not, I believe me when I tell you, I'm not doing motorcycles, but I love the boots. So I actually treated myself. I bought a pair of Harley Davidson boots, and Heidi kept saying to me, Do they fit? Yeah. Well, why are you hanging onto the box? I said, Because we're going to wrap it up, and you're going to give it to me Christmas morning. I am not. Yeah, you are, because that's what I wanted. And then I said, and and in addition to that, here, here's a bunch of books. <laughs> so I actually gave Heidi books that I already owned. I said, here's the latest from Brad Thor. You know, I love Brad, Black Ice. So she wrapped that up. And uh, Brian Talley. Did you ever hear Brian's story about the Talley bill? A Marine who was really severely injured and then got really just rooked and screwed over by the uh, Veterans Administration. So he's got a great book called I Didn't Choose This Job. It Chose Me. And I said, look, I own a copy. Here, wrap that up and give it to me. And then I had a couple of Zig Ziglar books because I just love Zig. I always have. So she wrapped it up, gave it to me for Christmas. But we still don't have Joe's T-shirts, and I have no idea when they're coming in. I'm just curious. Did anybody else run into that? Did you, did you run into empty shelves or online stores that just couldn't fulfill the order? 
888-727-BECK. 888-727-BECK. I'm just curious to know, is it just these t-shirts or are you seeing the same thing where you see empty shelves? You see online stores that are unable to, to complete your order because of Brandon. 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Oh, if you want to shoot me an email, you can. Probably the easiest way, go to thejeffcatshow.com. There's a contact button there, thejeffcatshow.com, and click that contact button. Again, Facebook is always available to you, The Jeff Cat Show over there. I'm curious to know other folks who ran into this. 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Remember, check out everything at theblaze.com. Check out glennbeck.com. Jeff Katz, so happy to be sitting in today for my, my friend Glenn. It is the Glenn Beck Program. If you're looking for a New Year's resolution that is easy to keep, I have just the thing. It's time to do something that will help protect your identity and your personal information. It's time to get LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. LifeLock will alert you to any potential threats to your identity online because you're going to miss certain ID threats if you're only monitoring your credit. And they pay attention to more and will not only notify you if they find threats, things like your information being for sale on the dark web, but also if you do become a victim of ID theft, A U.S.-based restoration specialist is going to help you take the necessary steps to help resolve your case. That's LifeLock. No one can prevent all identity theft, monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock is the New Year's resolution that's easy to keep. Keep you and your family safe and save up to 25% off your first year. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. LifeLock.com, promo code BECK. Save 25%. Jeff Katz sitting in today for Glenn. It is the Glenn Beck program. Now, you and I are going to deal with these empty shelves, right? I mean, what do we do becomes the question. And I tell you the truth, I don't know. I really don't know. I'm going to try and track down the T-shirts for Joe, and hopefully that's the that's the worst of our situation. Denise is listening to the Glenn Beck program in Florida. Denise, welcome. Hi. Um, Hi. Yeah, I'm calling from the great, great state of Florida where things are a lot better here than the rest of the country. Yes. Um, I walked into a Michael's the first week of December, the craft store. Yeah. The aisles they had separate for Christmas items were empty. No. And that went on for about a week. No. Really? Oh. And in Florida, where where life is, you know, normal, like with real people and... People go out in public and they're not hiding under their bed or wrapped in hazmat suits. Well, we have our, we have the development I live in. We have our token few that still are afraid to come out of their homes. (laughs) But having moved here from Ohio a year ago, I am still thankful I made the move. I'll bet you. Now, did Michaels ever restock those shelves? It took about a good week and a half. No kidding. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's, you know, so it's, know it's that and then once it was gone, it was gone. So yeah. they had limited supply. Wow. All right. So did Christmas work out, though, Denise? That's my question for you. Yeah. Overall, Christmas worked out very well. Okay. So I can't oh. complain. All right. I appreciate it. Denise, thank you so much for calling the Glenn Beck program. You know, there were a lot of people who wanted Christmas trees. Well, of course they did, Jeff. It was Christmas. No, I know. Christmas trees in short supply. 
I got a buddy of mine who owns this uh, beautiful farmer's market here in central Virginia. Um, and uh, Tom Leonard, and he comes from a long family line of of grocers. Like if you're in if you're in Connecticut, then you know Stu Leonard's. Well, Stu is Tom's dad, so Tom is like the guy when it comes to supply chain issues for me. And I'll ring him up. I really, well, I'll just text, him, hey Tom, what's what's the latest? And he'll send me a you know, hey, you know, I got this this piece of information from such and such a uh, supplier. They're not going to have blank, or they're not going to have blank. So he, you know, he smartened me up right before Thanksgiving. Jeff, turkeys are in short supply. Oh no, yeah, turkeys are. You know, you're going to have a tough time finding a turkey. So thank God, Tom said, I'm going to put one away for you. Put it aside so you'll have it. And then we got it, and, you know, we did Thanksgiving and the whole bit. But then he says, oh, by the way, Christmas trees, same thing, same thing. Can't get Christmas trees. Why? The Christmas tree farmers are saying uh, it's it, we don't have drivers to drive the trucks, even though didn't President Brandon say, well, we're just going to have people drive at night. You know, there are, lo- there are fewer people on the road because most of their horses are sleeping at night. Uh, whatever. Can't get Christmas trees. Now, again, God bless Tom. He put one put one aside for us. But do you ever think you'd live in a situation like that? Now, I'm talking about lighthearted stuff. What if you need, I don't know, medication or, or something like that? Valerie is in Maine. Valerie, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Thank you. Hello. Hi. So this has, this has nothing to do with Christmas. But okay. I, I have uh, recently been diagnosed with sleep apnea. Um, oh. Actually, a few mu- a few months ago now, right? So mm-hmm. they said like stop breathing forty to fifty times an hour. So Yikes. I need a CPAP machine. Dog so, on right. So so this is two months now. Uh, basically, the doctor said there are two there are two good kinds. Uh, although one of them was uh, was recalled over the summer. So now okay. everyone else is going with the second brand. Well, uh-huh. the second brand so is so you know so many people are waiting for this, and yep. he said he called the company and there were like forty thousand machines sitting on a boat somewhere off the coast of California. Could be six eight months a year before we get them. This is this is what he said. So I said, what's the alternative? Well, there's another brand. I tried it out. It's adequate. We'll try and get you one of those. So, I mean, I kind of didn't really want adequate. <laughs> yeah, listen, Doc, I stopped breathing 40 to 50 times an hour. Have you, Valerie, can I ask a question? Did you think about just hiring somebody with a long stick to poke you throughout the night? You know, they notice, hey, I don't think Val's breathing. Yeah, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, well, it's just really pathetic. It's pathetic. It is, that, it is. I mean, well... Hey, three cheers for Brandon. Valerie, I, I appreciate the call to the Glenn Beck program. Dan is in Colorado. Dan, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Hey, how you doing? Fine, thanks. Uh, my, wife and I, my wife and I run a small business. Well, actually, she runs a business. Um, I'm driving truck right now. Okay. And we, uh, the product that we sell, we sell it on the Internet. Mm-hmm. But we also... Per, you know, we purchase it from our suppliers. Sure. And we can't get it. We can't get it from our suppliers, so we can sell it on the Internet. It's not a CPAP machine that Valerie needs, is it? 
No, we sell oh. decorative ribbon. Wait a minute. You're telling me we've got a shortage of ribbon in America? No, we don't have a shortage. We just have a shortage of the good stuff oh. that's not made <laughs> over in communist land. Oh. Well, as long as we've still got the garbage available, Dan, I mean, you know, what could possibly happen? Dan, I appreciate the call to the Glenn Beck program. I just never thought I'd live in a, in a time like this, right? You remember that ancient, uh, ancient? Uh, I guess it's really a curse when you think about it. May you live in interesting times? Well, I'll tell you what, Brandon has given us some really interesting times. Jeff Cat sitting in today for Glenn. It is the Glenn Beck Program. If you're living with aches and pains, especially if they're frequent and nagging and relentless, I want you to take a moment and think back to the last time you really felt good. Can you even remember what it felt like? Now, here's even a more important question. What would you give to go back to feeling like that again? Maybe it would just be nice to take a stroll with your loved one or play with your grandchildren. I've suffered from persistent, crippling pain almost all the time for about five years. When I started taking Relief Factor, I took it because my wife made me start taking it. I didn't think it would work for me. Yet here I am today, virtually pain-free, doing the things I love to do, all thanks to my wonderful wife and Relief Factor. I love that it's not a drug, but it was developed by doctors, and about 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Are you part of that 70% that can get your life back? Your first step to becoming pain-free just might be to order the three-week quick start for only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. relieffactor.com. Your daily antidote to the socialism virus. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. It is the Glenn Beck Program. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Glenn today. News Radio WRBA here in Central Virginia. Quick update on the Facebook thing, because I really am sort of puzzled by this, and we'll talk more about these empty shelves. Did you ever think... I don't know how old you are, but did you ever think you'd live in the United States of America and be thinking to yourself, you know, I'm pretty sure the old Soviet Union had more choices, really. I mean, at least they at least they had stuff that was either gray or light gray. We got nothing. It's bizarre. Kathleen says, Jeff, you're mentioning the Facebook situation. Well, I hear you on Glenn today. She lives in Georgia. She says, and uh, I, then I remembered, man, I hadn't seen a post from you in ages. I don't know what happened. Perhaps uh, Brandon unfriended me. I, it's possible. I don't know. I'm telling you. I think it's just like uh, Twitter where they're just sort of shadow banning people. Then Scott says, nope, Jeff. Listen, I'm looking at your Facebook page. Everything looks good to me. All right, whatever. It's the Jeff Cat Show on Facebook. And I thank both uh, Scott and Kathleen for checking in on that. That's very cool. Uh, maybe it's working. Maybe it's not working where people are, you know, getting dumped. But if you, if you have a chance, the Jeff Cat Show on Facebook. So have you run into the same situation I have is really my question. I'm just trying to get a gauge of this. Is it just me? Is it like, hey, you know what, Jeff? It's it's just you. It's just those two T-shirts my son Joe wanted. Or is it more? 
because I get the sense that Brandon has really done an incredible job all over America. 1-888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Wendy is listening to the Glenn Beck program in Texas. Wendy, welcome. Hello, thank you. Yes, uh, I'm preparing. And so he has to bring with him all the supplies that he needs, um, you know, and clothing is specific to where he's yeah. going to be and so forth. So uh-huh. I took him to good old Kohl's. You mentioned Kohl's, so this is what triggered my call. But yeah. they always have everything that we need. Plus, and you get Kohl's cash, have- so you keep yes. coming back, baby. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but they didn't have the pants that they always have in supply. And Ugh. we only needed like five or six of them. We okay. could find one. And then I called around to other stores. None of them had the pants. And it's ridiculous. After two weeks, we went back and they said, yeah, they should be here in another truck because we always have them. These are always, you know, in stock. Yeah. And it's been about six weeks and we still cannot find the pants, which is unheard of. I've never had. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. Yeah. Yeah, it's outrageous. Well, all right. But but think of it this way, Wendy. At least you get to hang on to your Kohl's cash a few more days, right? (laughs) All the best in the new year. And I hope that Brandon, you know. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Wendy, I appreciate the call. Yeah, my wife has sitting on piles of Kohl's cash. Real cash? Not so much. But Kohl's cash? Oh, yeah. Ready to go, Jeff. And it's 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 you know, it's that sort of math. You don't understand, Jeff, how much we saved. Okay. Now, here's how much we spent. No, that's not the important issue. Look how much we saved. But you know, we would have saved more, my dear, had we not spent any. Oh, that's just silly. And by the way, get the minivan out of the driveway because there's another delivery from Easy Spirit coming in for me any day now. Carol is in Connecticut. She's listening to the Glenn Beck program. Carol, hello. Hi, Jeff. How are you doing? Happy New Year a little early. Uh, uh, same uh- to you. Um, I have a problem with my cat loves Fancy Feast Gravy Lovers, and you go in like five different grocery stores in the area, mm-hmm. not one sneaking can. So he's been living on the, uh, our, our, well, you can't give him human gravy because it's got onions and stuff and cats can't eat that, but he's been living on our people tuna. Oh, wow. Um, different little things. But I man, I scored it. It was funny. I was in the store, and I was like, yes, like that. And everybody's <laughs> looking at me. <laughs> There's Carol. You know, she's the crazy cat lady, right? Yeah, she's cooking for a cat at home now, right? Yeah, you got it. I, we only have one, so I'm not too crazy with cat lady. No, not at all. Not at all. All right. Well, Carol, I appreciate the call, and I, I wish you a happy new year as well. Carol can't get food for a cat. Now, I'm sitting here with my executive producer, Pixie, the wonder dog, who's thinking, well, who cares? I mean, we've got dog food, but now now I'm thinking, my gosh, what if we don't have dog food? I'm not cooking for my dogs. I really am not. I'm, all right, I probably am. Michael is in Texas. Michael, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, yes. Uh, I go into the grocery stores, and there's a lot of empty shelves, and I can't even get dog food. Oh, wait a minute. All right, no, so, okay, so Michael, unlike Carol, who I she seemed like a lovely lady, but she can't find cat food. So what do I care, right? This is, however, is a crisis if you can't find dog food, right? It's outrageous. It is outrageous. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Never thought I'd live in a country where we couldn't get dog food. I got I got spoiled chihuahuas and I can't <laughs> even get them dog food. 
Now, Michael, I have to ask you, because I also have a chihuahua, and I never in my life saw myself as a small dog person, right? I'm a guy, Michael. I want a big dog. I want it the size of a pony. And now I have this thing weighs nine pounds. And if if I could wear a purse like Paris Hilton and not get laughed at, I, I would do it. I really would. I'd carry her around. Are you... You're not quite at that point, are you? (laughs) No, we would just call it a man bag. (laughs) I love it. Michael, I appreciate the call, my friend. I mean, you know, we're going to have we're going to have shortages here or there. I mean, it happens. No, it does. It happens. Christmas time is one of those things. You, You get a certain toy that for some reason is just resonating with everybody. Remember back to Tickle Me Elmo? You couldn't find an Elmo to tickle anywhere in America. Every Elmo was already fully tickled, thank you very much. Couldn't find one anywhere. All right, so I understand that. Cabbage Patch Kids, a thousand years ago, that was the rage. I understand that. But I am telling you seriously, if you go into the store and you cannot find food, And you don't live somewhere where you can grow some of your own food. Now, I am hardly a farmer. But every year I have my little vegetable garden. Are we getting to the point now we got to grow our own food? Maybe we are. Maybe we are. You can't find clothing. What did Wendy in Texas say? She wasn't looking for anything fancy. She wasn't, seriously, she wasn't looking for some designer name. She was looking for basic pants that her son needed to go to school. And they didn't have them. I'm looking online for a couple of t-shirts. Now, Joe's got plenty of clothing, all right? He's not going to go to school naked. He's not going to show, going to show up at work topless. He's, he's got shirts. But to be told by online retailers, nope, we don't have those shirts And, and this is the problem, we have no idea when we will. Jim is up next. Jim, welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, It's, uh, I work for a small company who sold over the internet for probably over 15 years now. Okay. Um, And like most companies, they started selling on Amazon. They didn't have much choice, and now... Uh, it comprises the vast majority of their business, probably upwards of 80%. Wow. And over the Christmas holidays, uh, you know, well, first I should say Amazon is a great platform for small business. It, it just is an incredible opportunity. But the power that they exert over the third-party sellers is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, incredible. Yeah. Uh, what happened this year, about two weeks prior to Christmas, if you're a third-party seller and you are self-fulfilled, and that means your product ships from you and not through Amazon itself, from mm-hmm. one of their products, earliest arrival date seven days out from the actual delivery date. Um, oh. So if a package would normally get to somebody in two or three days, it's mm-hmm. saying they're not getting it for 10 or 12. Yep, And it's only on the third-party sellers. Uh, they didn't do that to themselves. Yeah. So, in effect, it basically made it look like um, if they wanted their packages before Christmas, they yep. had to order from Amazon or Amazon fulfilled item 
and pretty much killed the sales for all the smaller players or the ones who are self-fulfilled. Basically, Amazon makes more money yeah. when it's fulfilled by them or they're selling. Well, sure. Sure, sure. Yeah. Jim, I, I appreciate the call. What great insight there. And, and thank goodness Amazon is looking out for themselves. No, I mean seriously, because poor Jeff Bezos. You know, rockets aren't cheap. And you, you, you need more of those. Is it all related to trucking? I, I don't know. Very quickly, let me grab Calvin, who is in Michigan. I think he's a truck driver. Hey, Calvin, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Thanks for making it. Um, yeah, real quick, a couple things. Uh, my wife runs an in-home daycare, so we go through a lot of food, naturally. Yeah. And uh, every week, we go to different grocery stores in the area, and uh, we have to go to multiple stores just to get the food that we need. Um, you know, all the kids have to eat healthy foods, wheats, everything like that. So we try to give them the best that we can. Sure. Um, so not only is it hard to find the food now, but the price of groceries has gone up a lot. Um, I know a big topic is childcare, how much it costs, but with food skyrocketing like this, I mean, it's not going to get any cheaper. It's, uh, I can promise you that we're not getting rich off running a daycare. Yeah. Um, it's pretty tough. So second thing, I'm also a truck driver. I'm young, I'm only 28 years old. Uh, mm-hmm. I work for the road commission up here, um, and there's a huge trucker shortage. While just working in a road commission, I have great benefits. I get paid well. Um, I'm home every night on a regular schedule, and we can't get help. Um, I, I mean, we we're so short-handed up here. Um, now that the snow's flying, it's really been a struggle to keep the roads clear for everybody. Um, yep. I, I just, I it's sad to see it, but a lot of people in my generation just don't want to work. Um, and I, I think you could offer them a hundred thousand dollars a year, and a lot of trucking companies are paying that. And wow. uh, you're just you're just not seeing uh, people jumping on it. Um, I mean, there's truck driver schools here in the area yep. that will train yep. you, and there's companies ninety thousand a year. They'll hire you right out of school. Um, Incredible. They're, they're just not doing it. So I don't know if money's going to fix it. I just uh, feel yeah. like we need to start motivating people to get in the trades and get CDLs and uh, not go to college. I hear you. Hey, Calvin, I appreciate the call. Thank you so much. I think Calvin's hit on something. And I, let me just throw this in very quickly. Uh, not everybody needs to go to college. I mean, we, there used to be a time we prized people who could make things and fix things. What is wrong with that? What's wrong with saying, hey, you know what? You have an incredible God-given talent to build something. Go build it. Or you have an ability to, to fix a car. I'm, I'm, I'm dear friends with, uh, with a gentleman who, who has been an A-tech for 30 years, starts his own shop. He's got a bunch of guys working for him. He's making his American dream come true and making their American dream come true. But, but people want to poo-poo auto mechanics or plumbers or electricians? Shame on anybody who does that. It is Jeff Katz. Happy to be sitting in for Glenn today. It is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
You've heard me talking about MyPillow for years and how it's changed the way I sleep. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, fitted me personally for my own MyPillow because I told him, I said, I don't think I really like him. And he said, wait, I think you have the wrong one. Got me the king size pillow. It has changed the way I sleep. It will not go flat. You can wash and dry it constantly and it stays the same amazing shape. You fluff it once before you go to sleep and it's that way. Best of all, it's made right here. So you don't have to worry about, are they going to be my pillows on the shelves? Along with the lowest price offer, Mike is also extending his money back guarantee trial until March 1st of next year. So it makes a great Christmas gift. You can get the standard MyPillow for $19.98, originally $69.98, a $50 savings, and the king size pillow is $10 more. Go and see all their rotating discounts, over 150 MyPillow products. Enter the promo code BECK, 800-966-3117, 800-966-3117. It's MyPillow.com, promo code BECK. It is the Glenn Beck program. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Glenn today. Great email here. I just got to share this with you. Jim in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, sent a note. He went to uh, thejeffkatshow.com, clicked on the contact button there. He says, Jeff, I love the show. Appreciate you filling in for Glenn. Well, thank you for uh, for listening, Jim. Glenn does a great program. I'm simply doing my best. He says, the only thing, Jeff, please ask listeners to stop with the Let's Go Brandon chats. The president actually thinks they're legit encouragement. Hasn't he ruined enough of our country already. My plan is to use the shovel I asked for for Christmas, estimated delivery time sometime in late April, dig a pit to live in for the next three years. Happy New Year to you and yours. Thank you, Jim. I I get it. I really do. I... I totally get it that it's uh, it's a tough time, isn't it? And, And this guy, the President of the United States, really does think that things are going well, I guess. And the vice president of the United States seems to think, well, (laughs) everything is just fine. But I got news for you. Here in the real world, down here on terra firma, you know, planet Earth, uh, things are not going particularly well. We are having a difficult situation. Now, I've got to share a couple of things with you that I think are vitally important. I really do. I think the idea that we have actually seen in America in the year 2021 empty shelves is a problem. Are they going to be refilled? Are they going to be restocked? Are we going to see our nation get back to being, you know, our nation, the greatest, the greatest planet on or the greatest uh, country on God's green earth? Maybe. And maybe not. How do we rectify it becomes the question. And I don't have an answer for that. I really don't. I do know a couple of things. I know that the president is blissfully unaware of what's going on. Or he just doesn't care. I kind of hope it's the first one. Because if it's the second one, boy, we're in even worse shape than I had imagined. Jeff Cat sitting in today for Glenn. It is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
Why is it that leftists seem to hate law enforcement officers and parents? We'll dive into it. That's next. The Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. The woke mob rears its ugly head in this country every single day. You know it. I know it. And increasingly, our kids know it, too. They see it when they watch something on television or YouTube. They absorb it in conversations that take place all around them. And maybe worst of all, they're increasingly being fed heaping helpings of it in our school. So what are we doing to fight back? It's important that you are talking to your kids about what makes this nation great. What can you use to help instill those values in kids? Well... A good book. That's why I love the Tuttle Twins books so much. They offer your kids an entertaining and educational look at American values and American history. They tell great stories, teach your kids about the value of limited government, free markets, how they work, and how they work to change the world for the better, and so much more. Get these books for your kids today. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com, get 35% off, and they'll even throw in all their activity workbooks for free. Buy them for your kids and your grandkids. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com and get 35% off today. Is the the Glenn Beck program? Jeff Katz from News Radio WRBA in Central Virginia. Happy to be sitting in for Glenn today. I mentioned Central Virginia. I mentioned Virginia because you need to know that in terms of parental activity, man, we are front and center. Few months back, I I coined the phrase "we the parents," and I coined the phrase "we the parents" because we the parents in Virginia had been told over and over and over again, "Shut up and sit down." Now, I don't know how you feel about your kids. I don't know how you feel about my kids. I'll tell you, I like my kids. Well, now let me rephrase that. I love my kids. I love my kids all the time. Eh, There are moments where eh, I'm not particularly crazy about something they've done or said, so maybe I don't like them all the time, but I love them all the time. And I'm one of those goofy guys in that I, I think it's my obligation, my sacred obligation to parents to raise my children a lot of times i talk about raising my boys to be good men and i've actually gotten some notes jeff you always talk about your sons how come you you didn't say you're raising your daughter to be a a good woman julia even though she's 18 years old chronologically developmentally julia's about 18 months old julia has severe disabilities and special needs and handicaps and challenges i mean whatever the word is we want to use so i mean julia's a just a different sort of a situation you know i mean she's always going to be my baby i'm never ever going to embarrass her by dancing at her wedding sometimes i feel embarrassed because my 18 year old young lady i have to I have to change her diaper so that's just kind of why Julia's in a, it's just a different situation. But I talk about my sons all the time, right? And, and their activities in school. And in every conversation, if possible, I try to work into it that my oldest boy is at Stanford. 
Why? Because I want something out of these payments. That's why. I mean, I know he's getting a world-class education, but I didn't even get a T-shirt. Heidi had to buy me that. 30% discount, though, because she had Kohl's cash, so it was great. But as a parent, I'm supposed to be involved in my kid's education, right? Isn't, isn't that how you and I were were instructed over the years? I mean, haven't we heard about parents? Oh, you know, that, that mom over there, man, she, she never comes to the PTA meetings or that dad. He doesn't even know what grade his kid's in. So we want, or at least I was told we wanted, parents involved with education. And then, as critical race theory was being jammed down children's throats, as as sexual attacks were taking place inside schools here in Virginia, there were a whole slew of parents that said, nope, not interested. We're going to do something about it. And parents started to do things about it. You know what they started to do? They started asking questions. I mean, that was number one. Hey, excuse me. Can you tell me why that boy in a skirt was in the girl's bathroom? How dare you? Are you transphobic? Uh, No, I just want to know why the 14-year-old boy in a skirt was in the girl's bathroom. That's none of your business. Yeah, actually it is, because I have a daughter who attends school, and she uses that girl's bathroom. So I just kind of like to know what's going on. That's where this all started. Those two issues, the critical race theory, and it's, it's always fascinating to me. It's always, I would say funny, but it's really not anything to laugh at. It's just interesting. It's fascinating. When politicians will say, well, we don't teach critical race theory in high school or in middle school or in elementary. That's a college level thing. And you take a deep breath and say, okay, all of your teachers in the classroom now have been schooled in the school of critical race theory. And their instructional methods for every subject embrace critical race theory. So you would be right if you said, There's not a high school course entitled critical race theory because there doesn't have to be because every other course embraces critical race theory. And then the issue up in Loudoun County, which is a D.C. suburb. And and I got to tell you something about Loudoun County. It's it's a reliably Democrat left of center county. Hasn't always been that way. It used to be very rural. And then over the last eh, 20 years, I guess, it's changed. And now it's reliably Democrat, reliably left to center. Why do I mention that? Because those parents who are upset, who are outraged at what's going on in their schools, there are plenty of them that are Democrats. There are plenty of them that would tell you, well, well, I voted for Joe Biden. I thought Donald Trump was this or that or the other thing. I don't want my kids doing this. In other words, this crosses all party lines, or at least it ought to. This concern for our children should be something that involves every single mother and father. So when you hear from a governor, as we did here in Virginia, our current governor who cannot leave soon enough. Oh, good gosh. Uh, Governor Goober is how we refer to him here. Ralph Northam terrible terrible governor awful awful human being as well i mean i hate to say that but it's true he's just a bad person he would be most noteworthy in the other 
states across America because you'd be saying, hey, were you the guy in blackface or under the Klan hood? Remember that photo a couple years back? Well, anyway, he told us, oh, there's, there's no problem in schools and parents, you know, just just leave it up to the professionals. And then Terry McAuliffe, who was running to be governor, said over and over and over again, no, parents shouldn't be involved. Parents should have no role in the schools. They shouldn't be telling teachers anything. And then he said, again, parents shouldn't tell teachers. And then he said again, no, you shouldn't be involved. No, you shouldn't have any input on on the books either. I was like, really? So he lost. Oh, thank God he lost. We've got a new governor coming in named Glenn Youngkin. And Glenn is like the real deal. He's just somebody who's also a father who said we can do better. But I want you to take a listen to... um, Nicole Hannah-Jones. Nicole Hannah-Jones is the woman who invented the 1619 Project. You remember 1619 Project telling us that uh, you're a terrible person, you're a racist, uh, this country is built strictly on slavery and will never make... You remember that. It was all the rage for a while, and then people actually started looking into and saying, wait a minute, that doesn't make a lot of sense. But I want you to take a listen. She was, uh, I don't know, she was on some yakking show, and uh, here, is, here she is, uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones, on why parents should not be involved in education. Well, I would say the governor's race in Virginia was decided based on the success of a right-wing propaganda campaign that told white parents that they needed to fight against their children being indoctrinated um, as race, as being called racist. But that was a propaganda campaign. And there are a lot of black parents in Virginia. There are a lot of Latino Mm -hmm. parents in Virginia, and they were not being featured in that coverage. And what they wanted for their kids' education, which is more teaching about race, more teaching about the history of racism, Um, seem to have fallen on deaf ears. So I think we should frame that question properly. And I don't really understand this idea that parents should decide what's being taught. I'm not a professional educator. I don't have a degree in social studies or science. We send our children to school because we want them to be taught by people who have expertise in the subject area. And that is not my job. When the when the uh, governor or, or the candidate said that he didn't think parents should be, be deciding what's being taught in school, he was panned for that. But, but that's just the fact. Um, this is why we send our children to school and don't homeschool because these are the professional educators who have the expertise to teach social studies to teach history to teach science to teach literature okay i know (laughs) uh she didn't quite get terry mccullough's quote spot on there but i'll listen I'll, i'll i'll give her a pass on that one but this idea well we don't homeschool no no why would you homeschool I mean, people homeschool because they're really concerned about values. They're concerned about the golden rule. There's all sorts of resources out there for parents who do choose to homeschool to do an incredible job homeschooling. Now, I'm not going to homeschool anybody on math. That is just not my thing. I was not the guy who could solve for X. I could never solve for X. I was a blue book guy. I wanted to write 10, 15, 20 pages on how you felt solving for X. My late father-in-law, a math teacher. Oh my God. I just, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I, I mean, I know there are people that are brilliant at math. So I understand if she said, you know, we just, 
I'm not a math expert. I, I would give her credit for that. I tell you that honestly. But you know what I can do? I can read history. And I could share that with my kids if I were homeschooling. What she was attempting to do, what the left continually attempts to do, is demonize certain segments of America for whom they have great contempt. And it's a shame and it's ugly and it's sad. But that's what it was. And there's a reason that we, the parents in Virginia, we, the parents everywhere, are standing up and saying, we, we, the parents, have not just a role, we have an obligation to our children to know what's being taught and to be involved. And anything less than full involvement is not doing right by your kids hey in a couple of moments we've got to talk about this war on law enforcement let me tell you something it is real it is real people in new york city people in smaller cities are attacking police officers murdering police officers the law is not being enforced anywhere so what the heck do we do about it uh jimmy galliano a retired supervisory special agent with the fbi and you've probably seen jimmy on cbs uh television news he is their law enforcement analyst he is going to be with us and we'll get a little insight from him regarding this ongoing law enforcement battle we see jeff katz happy to be sitting in for glenn today it is the glenn beck program You've heard me talking about MyPillow for years and how it's changed the way I sleep. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, fitted me personally for my own MyPillow because I told him, I said, I don't think I really like him. And he said, wait, I think you have the wrong one. Got me the king size pillow. It has changed the way I sleep. It will not go flat. You can wash and dry it constantly and it stays the same amazing shape. You fluff it once before you go to sleep and it's that way. Best of all, it's made right here. So you don't have to worry about, are there going to be MyPillows on the the shelves along with the lowest price offer mike is also extending his money back guarantee trial until march 1st of next year so it makes a great christmas gift you can get the standard my pillow for 1998 originally 69.98 a 50 dollars savings and the king size pillow is 10 bucks more go and see all their rotating discounts over 150 my pillow products enter the promo code back 800-966-3117 800-966-3117 it's mypillow.com promo code back It is the Glenn Beck Program. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Glenn today. If you would like to uh, learn a little bit more about the uh, 1619 Project or what happened here in Virginia relating to parental involvement, I've got a whole bunch of stuff up on Facebook. If you want to head on over there, look for The Jeff Katz Show on Facebook. The Jeff Katz Show on Facebook. The involvement of parents is vital. Now, I, I don't mean to sound like I'm preaching here, but I guess I am. The involvement of parents is essential. And, and, and here's the thing. It's not just running for the school board or the school committee or the school commission, whatever it's called, wherever you happen to be. It's about active involvement. And this is what terrifies the teachers unions. This is what terrifies professional activists. See, if you listen to that uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones, what did she say? Oh, well, I'm not a professional. I understand that. I understand that. And I'm telling you, I couldn't teach anybody math. 
I mean, past two plus two, I'm pretty much done. Somehow, somehow, I believe I passed algebra. Geometry, I think. I mean, and these were low grades. Let me tell you, this was actually, this was the time when I did understand numbers because it was right there on the cusp, right? Uh, A breath that way, a hair that way, man, I wouldn't have made it. So I cannot teach anyone math. I got it. And I would never, ever presuppose that I could. But I can teach you a thing or two about history because this is relatively easy. This is a matter of saying, well, let's let's study, let's read. You hear Glenn all the time talking about the Tuttle Twins. Great resource for your kids. There's all sorts of programs online. I'm one of those guys. I am always taking courses online. My latest, my latest quest. I'm studying to, uh, to become a chaplain. Now, I'm not making a career change. Let me be clear on that. But I, I, I just feel, given my background as a, as a law enforcement officer a thousand years ago, and, and my, my concern with the issues that impact our first responders, this is, this is something I feel called to do. And so I'm completing all this training online. It may or may not be your interest. That's okay. But there's all sorts of resources out there. If if you're a mom or dad says, listen, I'm not happy with what they're teaching in school. Maybe you do consider homeschooling. I don't know. Probably wouldn't be the thing that I would do personally. I I don't think I could do it. But there are other parents far better than I am who do it every single day. And the professional education establishment is threatened by that. Why else would you fight against the idea of children being able to get a good education? Why else would you and I see such opposition to charter schools? That was another issue here in Virginia, despite what uh, Ms. Jones had to say. Oh, well, this was all done as a, it was a racist thing. And, and white parents were told that their kids were being indoctrinated. Well, that's because children were and are being indoctrinated. And again, this is a relatively easy one. We had our Virginia Department of Education years ago send out instructions to all of the school divisions in the Commonwealth saying, hey, this is what you have to teach. Anybody who is going to be a professional educator has to go through a program where this is how they are taught. I mean, it is clear and it's sad and it's wrong. And that's why the education establishment is so concerned with this. What did former President Trump say? Let's give every kid an opportunity. Is that outrageous? Here in Virginia, the former governor who wanted to be the governor, Terry McAuliffe, well, he sent all of his kids to a very exclusive, very exclusive, very expensive private school. I don't begrudge him that. He has far more money than I'll ever have. And he was able to spend $35,000, $40,000 per year, per child, to go to this exclusive private school, the Potomac School. Okay. But he then turned around and said to poor families, single moms living in the inner city in, in, in Richmond or in Newport News, hey, 
you don't get the same chance. Your kids have to go to really crappy public schools because, well, I'm a fully owned subsidiary of the teachers unions. That's what happened here. And that's why moms and dads said, no, no, we want our kids to get a break. We want our kids to have a chance. You take a look around our country and you see school systems failing. They're failing those children. And who's fighting the hardest to keep those kids from getting a quality charter school education? Teachers unions. It's crazy. How about the war on cops? That's straight ahead. Jeff Katz in for Glenn today. It is the Glenn Beck Program. So there's some really good news. If you didn't get around to it before Christmas, no worries. You still have the opportunity to take advantage of one of the best sales around. Our friends at Chamonix have extended the Genucel Christmas and holiday season sale so you can ring in the new year the right way. Looking younger and feeling great about your appearance? Right now, Genucel's most popular package is 60% off at Genucel.com. You can treat yourself and a loved one to the absolute best skincare in the world. See those droopy eyelids, forehead wrinkles, pesky bags and puffiness, and yes, even a sagging jawline disappear right before your eyes with GenuCell's Classic Collection. With its immediate effects, you'll see results in less than 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. Order now and get your complimentary spa package absolutely free at checkout. You get Chamonix's world-class microdermabrasion treatment and cleanser and toner. It's a great gift. Visit GenuCell.com and enter the promo code BECK35 for an additional 35 bucks off. Every order today is in Instantly upgraded to free express shipping. Genucel.com. The code is BECK35. Making socialists question their life choices. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Stick around. More after the break. It is the Glenn Beck Program. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Glenn today. I want to remind you very quickly, if you are not visiting theblaze.com and glennbeck.com multiple times a day, you are missing out. I swear, anything and everything that you need to know, and you do need to know this stuff, you're going to find at theblaze.com and glennbeck.com. Happy as well to pass along my information. A lot of folks, very kind to send a note. TheJeffCatShow.com is my website, TheJeffCatShow.com. And then on Facebook, I'm still trying to annoy some of the Facebook folks. Try and get those follow numbers up. So look for The Jeff Cat Show on Facebook if you don't mind. Now, we've been talking a lot about what's right and wrong. I mean, it sounds simple. It sounds crazy. But what's right and wrong? You and I probably trying to raise our kids to say, you know, we respect men and women who go out and and say they're going to serve law enforcement officers. A thousand years ago in a galaxy far, far away, I was a cop. And, and I remember what it was like. Nobody called you when you were having a good day, right? Oh, look, I got a promotion at work and and that uh, the, that report card was straight A's. Oh, and we're baking cookies. Come on, let's invoke, invite members of the local constabulary to come over and enjoy the cookies. No, it's, it's always the worst day for whoever it is that calls. And yet, we still have so many great men and women who get up in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, because they're working 24-7, my friends. Get up. Put on a uniform, strap on a sidearm, pin on a badge, and go out there and do the job. 
but we see all sorts of folks attacking them, demeaning them. And I'm trying to get to the, to the bottom of that. Now, there is nobody better when it comes to analyzing trends in law enforcement, what's going on in the law enforcement community with society than Jimmy Galliano. Jimmy is a retired supervisory special agent from the FBI, graduate of West Point, ranger trained combat officer, uh, working on his PhD. Oh, he's also the mayor of the town in which he lives. So in other words, a slacker's slacker. Jimmy, I appreciate you being here, my friend. Jeff, couldn't think anybody else I'd rather spend a bit of the holidays with than you, and I will cop to the same thing you just did. We are both fellow washed-up law enforcement officers, <laughs> but it is great to join somebody who appreciates what I do, which is uh, being a law enforcement advocate and standing up for the men and the women in blue who, no matter what it is, they can't strike. They have to show up no matter what. It's the early parts of the pandemic, violence in cities, riots, no matter what. They put on the badge, the gun, the uniform, and they show up and do their job. And, Jeff, I'm proud to join you because I know how much of a law enforcement advocate you are. And thanks for what you do on their behalf. Well, that is that is very kind. Let's let's start with a really sad situation. And that's that's Officer Potter. Can you bring everybody up to speed? Remind us why we're talking about her? Yeah, so so Kim Potter was uh, just convicted um, in in Minneapolis, um, and it, it is a tragic, tragic case, um, Jeff. And to bring everybody up to speed on that, she was just convicted of first degree manslaughter. She's the officer. Now you got to remember, put things into context. You know, uh, George Floyd and the Derek Chauvin case in Minneapolis happened in, I think, a Memorial Day, um, a year and a half or so ago, um, and and this one happened shortly thereafter, and it was a case of an officer, decorated officer, 20 years in the job, done everything right, um, and in, in one moment, she had pulled somebody over, um, a young kid by the name of Dante Wright. Um, he had been wanted. He uh, weapons possession. Um, he was pulled over because he had expired tags and something hanging off his rear view, view mirror, and Officer Potter pulled him over, and of course, the kid jumps back in the car, tries to drive away, dragging the officers. She pulled out what she believed was her taser. Now, for the for the uninitiated, you know, officers usually carry their sidearm, their, their, their weapon um, on their strong side, and then they'll usually have their taser somewhere on the other side. And in just a horrific, horrific case of a of a of a bad mistake, when you know passions are inflamed and you're you're operating in extremists at a case of life and death, she pulls her weapon, she shouts out, "Taser, taser, taser!" which police officers are instructed to yell out to fellow officers when they're deploying a taser because the taser has a little barb on the end. It also has a cable that runs to that barb, so you can't have anybody else in between the target of the taser and the taser itself. And she accidentally drew her firearm and, 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 and shot Mr. Wright. Tragic case. Full stop. I mean, I grieve for the family of Dante Wright as, as, as anybody would of somebody who lost their life that, that shouldn't have. But under the circumstances in our blown up system right now where right is wrong, left is right, up is down, um, it makes no sense. Uh, a, a jury decided to convict her of first degree manslaughter. And Jeff, the meaning of it in Minneapolis is she improperly used such force and violence that death or great bodily harm to any person was reasonably 
foreseeable. And I just think that is just a horrific misinterpretation of her actions. And then to add, just to add even more fuel to the fire of how she is being mistreated here, she was held without bail while she while it's pending appeal. And Jeff, mark my words, I get a lot of these right. Sometimes I don't get them right. But my prediction here is that this case will be overturned on appeal, but she is being held behind bars because obviously the judge here felt that she was a flight risk or a threat to the community. Jeff, it's lunacy. That part is absolutely insane. Uh, my understanding of Officer Potter's history, she's a longtime member or was a longtime member of that police department, was was lauded by people in that community, made an absolutely terrible mistake. I don't think anybody, and unless I missed it during the prosecution, I don't think anybody said, oh, yeah, she really meant to grab her gun and she was trying to cover that up by shouting taser, taser, taser. Uh, I, I just, I, I don't know. I just hang my head. And as I do oftentimes with these cases, Jimmy, I, I wonder about men and women who still step up to the plate, if you will, and say, yep, I want to go serve. Yeah, it's it's one of those cases, Jeff. I think you probably said this during your career. I certainly said it many times during mine. There but for the grace of God go I. We are all fallible vessels. Cops are not superhuman. Cops are not perfect, but they are required to make decisions at the speed of light in a nanosecond. Low light situations when the world is just spiraling into a dangerous situation, and they're supposed to make life or death situations. And look, when I say that, I, I understand the trumpets from the other side. Well, mm -hmm. then you, you're hiring the wrong people. Well, then we need to get better cops. It's not easy when we're hiring human beings. Yes, we train them. Yes, we expect them to be a cut above. Yes, we need to trust them. Yes, they have to have discernment and judgment that we don't expect out of an ordinary human being. But they're not superheroes, Jeff. And to your point, you know, it's one of these things. We have to look at this the same way that the Supreme Court did back in 1989. The great case, you know, with Graham versus Connor, which just basically says we have to judge these officers under the objective reasonableness standard. Were her actions objectively reasonable? Does anybody believe that she pulled her pistol and then faked everybody out by yelling, taser, 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 because she wanted to murder Dante Wright? The answer is no. So if that's the understanding, and because she was operating without the benefit of hindsight, without slowing things down at a speed that regular people can interpret it and make judgments on, gosh, Jeff, this was just a horrible case. And again, I'm going to give you my prediction here on the Glenn Beck Show. This case will be overturned on appeal. Jimmy Galliano is joining us. Now, you've seen Jimmy on CBS Television News as a uh, law enforcement analyst. Uh, his website is jamesagalliano.com. Jimmy also serves on the board of directors for the Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund. And, and this is an organization which steps up, helps police officers, law enforcement officers who are, uh, well, being charged or pursued or prosecuted inappropriately. And, and Jimmy, if I understand correctly, uh, Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund now stepping up to defend some folks out in Portland, Oregon, correct? 
Yes, the uh, the federal officers who were at that federal courthouse that was firebombed by Antifa and some of the the activists and um, and the folks during those uh, the riots of the summer of 2020, um, and, and and folks there that actually used force, not deadly force, but used force on some people that were storming the federal courthouse. Now we're rightly agitated when people you know point out that hey there were people that tried to storm the Capitol on January 6, but where is the same type of apoplexy, and that's the right word, from the left when it comes to firehouses and police departments and police precincts and a federal courthouse in Portland that was stormed and firebombed. And it's just not there because, you know, if they find sympathy with a certain cause, it's okay if our folks act out. But if folks on the other side act out, we want to hold them to account. In this instance, the Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund, which folks can can go online, it's www.policedefense.org policedefense.org and it's a wonderful organization it's been around since the mid 90s founded by Ed Meese a former attorney general that I have great respect for still on the board of directors I was on a call with him last week and I'm just I'm still so absolutely impressed by what he does at his advanced age and still trying to find ways to defend again cops that have been unjustly accused. We're not defending people that do bad things. We're defending people that were acting under the color authority, trying to do their job, and caught a bad break, and now are being accused of a crime, Jeff. That's the purpose of the organization. If people go there, the wonderful thing about it is you can make a donation. Um, you can also choose a particular case to make a donation to. Um, so if folks do decide to do that, we'd really appreciate it. It's a great organization. So I remind everybody, policedefense.org. And then the other thing, just as a bonus, I mean, here we are, we're wrapping up uh, Christmas. A lot of people got gifts they didn't want or didn't get any gifts. The Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund now has uh, has an online store, an online shop, so uh, people can purchase something. And uh, that those funds also will be used to help out those police officers who need some help, right? Absolutely, Jeff. If you go to the website, Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund, it's it's real easy to navigate. And we do have a brand new online store that just came online a couple of weeks ago. And there's a lot of cool swag there. If you want to show your support for law enforcement officers, really cool place to go. And again, um, we don't get, I'm on the board of directors, we certainly don't get any of the proceeds from this. This is all being put back into the pot to help out folks that, again, um, we help with legal fees. We help with families that when a cop is fired from a job and then has to, you know, fight for their lives. Um, we help out with, with the bills for families. So it's a, it's a really a great benevolent organization and also an educational organization. So check out the website. You know, when people say, well, a cop should shoot a gun out of the bad guy's hand or a shot, cop should shoot to, ki- to wound instead of shoot to kill. There's a lot of things there that kind of dispel some of these really just these urban myths that are out there. So if you get a chance, I hope you're, the folks that listen to you and listen to the Glenn Beck show we'll we'll check out the website i appreciate it uh, jimmy as always thank you sir that is jimmy galliano jimmy is a retired supervisory special agent from the fbi sits on the board of directors of the law enforcement legal defense fund and while i personally will never compete with heidi's regular deliveries from easy spirit apparently we're that's our retirement is, is shoes but i got a truckload coming from policedefense.org the law enforcement legal defense fund you can go there learn more about it make a donation if you'd like 
like. There is a police simulator there if you want to find out more what it's like under pressure. And of course, there's a whole bunch of swag because that's the way it is. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Glenn today. It is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Happy holidays from the Fed. They just gave us some, well, somewhat truthful reading about inflation for the first time this year. What a way to wrap up the year, right? Consumer prices and inflation have surged to a 39-year high. It's the fastest pace in nearly four decades. Energy prices up 34%. And you know how fast food costs are rising. We all feel it. On top of that, Biden is now trying to throw another $1.7 trillion into their social and climate plan, which could potentially accelerate inflation even more. At this point, it's just a matter of when and how bad. The U.S. dollar is an extreme peril. Gold and silver are a time-tested and conservative hedge against insanity, unrest, and potential hyperinflation. Call Goldline today. Ask how precious metals can protect what you've worked so hard to earn. Ask Goldline about their special Christmas offers and a very special bonus for listeners of my program. Be proactive. Call today. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. It is the Glenn Beck program. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Glenn today. Now, I just got a, I got an email. TheJeffKatzShow.com is where you can send me email. Just go there and click on the contact button. And this one is just so cool. It says, Jeff, I just tuned in to Glenn Beck as I do every day. You were filling in. It's great to hear your voice again. Many years ago, you hosted a Valentine's Day contest While at WRKO in Boston, my parents, Joe and Barbara, won the contest. They have since passed away. Are the broadcasts archived? Is it possible to purchase a copy of that show? Thank you, Mike. (sighs) Okay, so first of all, I I know. I'm thinking to myself, man, I'm, I'm, I'm old. I so remember Joe and Barbara winning that contest, and I'm, I'm, Mike, I, I, I thank you for listening. I don't know if the radio station has such archives. I really don't honestly know. I will, however, reach out and ask them. And uh, I have got hundreds, if not thousands of cassette tapes, which my wife has lectured me for years. You got to throw these out. Nobody cares. Nobody even owns a, a cassette player anymore. And I'm thinking, well, it's probably true, but. I promise you, later today, Mike, I will go through and see if I can dig that up. If I can, I will get it to you. If I can't, I'm so sorry. It is one of the cool things about sitting in for Glenn. So many wonderful people part of this program. God willing, you and I have a chance to do it again. It's Jeff Katz. Thrilled to be sitting in for my friend Glenn. It is the Glenn Beck Program.